0: Welcome to the Superheroes Everyday Podcast. I'm Danny Horn, and I'm here with Ryan Steens of the Signal Watch Podcast. Hey, Ryan. Hello, hello. This is Act 2 of 2013's Man of Steel. I'm doing the Sid Field three-act structure. If it's been a minute since you listened to Act 1, it went something like this. I'm going to struggle throughout this discussion (laughs) to talk about this movie and not just fixate on how hot... Henry Cavill is the entire time. Like, I'm gonna need to find some kind of critical framework (laughs) to put around that. So this isn't just the Danny is Thirsty show. You've seen Clark Kent for about five
1: minutes and the first thing you know about him is he's not afraid to steal from poor people.
0: Krypton is the only planet that has ever exploded because it's tired of listening to their bullshit. Hawk Kent
1: just told him his responsibility was more to keeping the family secret than saving his fellow students' lives
0: So much of this movie is about how hard it is to be, like, male and strong in the world, which is not a story that needs to be told. All right, and here we're going into Act 2, the pivotal UFO scene where electricity is haunted. This is one of my favorite things in movies. It's in literally every movie. When something weird is happening, the lights start going like, because electricity is full of ghosts.
1: Well, I mean, I watched enough Ghost Adventures to know that's actually true, Danny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just ghosts. Here's General Zod, who is speaking on every, he's got every platform, on every TV, on every phone, wherever he is speaking to everybody in their own language, which I don't know if that's based on region, if it's like a DVD region thing, or is he actually paying attention specifically to like, who's looking at the TV and speaking in their language? But he is sending a message to Earth in the scariest possible way. Like he is a faceless poltergeist with a skull head. And he says, surrender within 24 hours or watch this world suffer the consequences. And then when he leaves, he makes a light bulb explode in your house. (laughs) I feel like we only see that happen in Ma Kent's house. But I feel like that's the sign off everywhere. Like everywhere one light bulb explodes.
1: And one woman must scream when yes. it happens. Yeah. So my favorite line from that is that Jenny Olson. we do not have a Jimmy Olsen in this world.
0: Oh, I was wondering why there was a Jenny. Oh my yeah. God. I never, it never occurred to me. Well, she doesn't
1: appear in the second movie. So there's a reason she was quickly forgotten. Yeah. She holds her phone up and proclaims it's coming over the RSS feeds. Does she say that? Yes. And I laughed and laughed and laughed. (laughs) Like I said in the first episode that there's a lot of stuff Zack Snyder, he does for the trailer. Like they, that he clearly has an idea. He and the studio figure out what would look cool. And then they, I think retrofit them back into the movie. (laughs) Yeah. And this was actually a practice a few years ago. I think they kind of stopped doing it, but they would think of what would be a cool trailer. Okay. What would be the actual movie behind that? Yeah.
0: What's the, what's, what's the record scratch moment.
1: Right. And so this is the thing where it's, it starts by saying you are not alone in like all the different languages. Well, who is you? Yeah. Is he saying, well, you're not alone in the universe or is he saying, Cal, you're not alone on this planet. Oh,
0: I think he's saying, he's saying there's aliens.
1: Then he pops up wearing his helmet. He's clearly got on his weird Kryptonian face mask thing. And, and that's where I'm like, this was made to have a cool thing to put in the trailer. Yeah. It makes no logical sense if you're writing scene to scene to scene. This He would say, you are not alone this way. Yeah. That's not how you'd phrase it. It'd be like greetings or something.
0: I feel I actually feel like if I could give some notes to Zod, I know how to do this way better, which is, hey, everybody. I'm from another planet. Don't freak <laughs> out about that. Everything's cool. There's a guy on your world called kal and we would love it if we could just, like, connect with him for a minute. So, kal wherever you are, I'm sure you can hear this. Let's meet up at the Starbucks on the corner. Cool. Talk to you soon. Awesome. Peace out, everybody. Bye, alien, but it's cool. Bye. Hit the subscribe and like. <laughs> yes, yes. That is exactly how that should be. He makes the scariest possible presentation of those ideas.
1: I mean, clearly he doesn't need to worry about anything on earth, but it's
0: just not effective.
1: It's creating a problem when you don't have to. And I don't care. However, he's been robotically built. He, he would know clearly state who you are, what your, what your requirements (laughs) are.
0: You're not even fighting anybody. I mean, the same thing happens when he, then he talks to, to Superman and he just wants the codex. He could just be like, "Hey, dude, there's this thing that we're looking for called a codex. Do you know what that is? It's not super. It's not really important. Mm-hmm. But like, if you could just find that and give that to us, we'll just go and we're cool."
1: There's a different version of this movie where Zod pals up to him. <laughs>
0: Zod makes sense.
1: Yeah, and and then he goes, then he wants the codex, and Superman figures out, oh, he shouldn't have the codex, and that's why they have a fight. Yeah, oh you're right. Oh, that would be a better version of the movie. It would make more sense. Nothing nothing for the rest of the movie will make sense. I think I should I should say that now. The rest of the movie is very badly written.
0: That is why I'm doing this in the three act structure. That the beginning <laughs> the beginning of act two is where it just stops making fucking sense. And then act three is the 52-minute fight scene.
1: I just nodded sadly. You can't see me, but I guess <laughs> you nodded
0: sadly because we've all lived through that 52
1: minutes. The scene where Lois after the the zod thing they like she gets a call from perry and he's like you need to get like turn yourself in yeah and she's in a mad scramble not to do so <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense why
0: oh i thought it totally did cuz she she knows that he's superman and she likes him he helped her out and he's super hot all she
1: has to do is say i i know of him but i don't know who he is like she has a million options <laughs> that are better than like Running away, run away, yeah. And I think a smarter script would have done any of those options.
0: I guess the the thing that I the thing that I like is Lois is everyone recognizes that Lois is important, just straight up. I think like as long as that happens, I think it's a strong story. And something that actually, so this is the thing that I actually like. This is my number two of what I like. This is actually, as far as Lois is concerned, this is a brand new Superman story that I don't know if anyone's done before, which breaks structure of like they work for the daily planet and lois doesn't know that he's clark kent and that has been the dominant superman story that's where it started and that's where it stays except for man of steel where he says like you know what screw that like not only does she not is she not in the dark she's the only person who knows anything and that positions her as being super important and I'm I'm kind of amazed that they like considering the like weird masculinity thing that they've got I'm really actually amazed that they that they got if not like the actress necessarily if not like the characterization necessarily but that they understood her place in the story as well as they do let's unpack that because I completely agree (laughs)
1: so Snyder Has a lot of faults, but he clearly appreciates strong female characters. And I mean, and and maybe there's some discussion to be had about specifics around how he presents women. But I I think in general, it did lead him to saying, let's not make her a dope. Part of her being a a genius reporter is Mm -hmm. she has uncovered this. The problem I have with how they did it in the film is she basically puts like three pieces of information together. And she figures out that from not ever having heard of Clark Kent or having any confirmation of aliens within days is like at his father's grave talking to him about him being an alien. What it loops back to is Zack Snyder clearly thinks secret identities are stupid.
0: This is going to be a huge problem, especially at the very, like the very last scene of the film. Oh,
1: the rest of the film. It's a huge problem.
0: Yeah. The secret identity thing is baffling. And
1: at that point is when they should not have let them make the movie because there's (laughs) I'm I'm not kidding. It's like, so
0: there's people like there's a point I forget where it is, but like, but Lois gets a ride from a policeman or something and goes straight to the Kent farm Yeah. and runs out and says, Clark. Yeah. And he's in the suit. And it's like, okay, so people know.
1: Everyone in Smallville
0: should know. Everyone knows everyone. Everyone knows. I know. He turns himself in, All right. I think it's a weird, like, Zack Snyder thing of, like, the image of him hovering with his cape flapping, and everybody looks up at him, happens at least once in this movie, and also happens in Batman v Superman. It's a great image. Like you're saying, like, it's very much a trailer image, but it's a very strong image. It's spooky. And a thing that I like is the very first thing that he says to anybody, I would like to speak to Lois Lane. Which is the correct answer. And he says, like, I will surrender, but you have to guarantee Lois's freedom. And then they have a date. They have It's one of them handcuffed dates where you're both in custody. <laughs> they have a super cute scene where she says, like, what's the S? And he says, it's not an S on my world. It means hope. And she's so cute. She's like, well, here it's an S. And he just looks at her and he loves her mm-hmm. so much. And he doesn't say it. It's just in his face which is the correct response from Superman to Lois Lane. I'm the most powerful force in the world. And you are more powerful than me because I love you that much.
1: I completely agree. Like most of us, I've said Cavill under a different script and director would have been the best Superman we have ever seen. Yes, absolutely. And This is the scene that makes me think that.
0: Yeah, it doesn't even last that long. It's really like a minute. And this is why, like, I think Amy Adams is okay. Like, I don't think she fits. Like you said, I don't think she fits the let's measure dicks thing. Mm -hmm. But once you get her into romantic comedy, Amy Adams is fantastic in romantic comedy. Yeah. This is really kind of the heart. And she really is kind of the heart. And so it sucks so bad that, like, the actual themes of the movie are so distressing. About like people are afraid of things that they don't understand and masculinity and strength are the only thing that ever matters. All We're going to get into some more of that. And then there's this date in the desert where he's going to give himself up to the bad people. And they have another like little quiet scene with Lois and Clark. They They like they slow down for Lois and Clark and they slow down sometimes a couple of times for for Clark and his mom. And in those like slow girl scenes, it's a good movie. It's suddenly a good movie. But they can't stay there for very long because this is a movie about masculinity. So then here comes the huge, terrifying, black, evil, dung beetle shaped spaceship. Here comes the terrible thing. People walk out. They've got black fetish gear on. (laughs) They take Superman and they take Lois for literally no reason. Mm -hmm. We'll do that in a minute, but like no reason at all. But they bring him on and they knock him unconscious. And then they do this sepia dream sequence where General Zod does a villain monologue. Yes. That is like a triumph of the concept of somehow. Like this is a spaceship that runs entirely on narrativium. So he just says, this is what, hello, I'm General Zod. This is what happened. There is no explanation of what the Phantom Zone is. There is no explanation of the statement, the destruction of Krypton freed us. And then the most somehow sentence I've ever heard. We managed to retrofit the phantom projector into a hyperdrive. Okay, you did what?
1: I think they tried to cover it up by in the beginning of the movie, Jorel says to Lara that Baby Callal's ship will be phantom drive driven. Okay. And so they think if they say those two things, they've covered their bases.
0: They have not. They have not.
1: Why would you put people onto a thing that allows them to get further away from you or return to you?
0: I know. When you think you're anyway. I know. Nothing makes sense about these Kryptonians. We sought out the old colonial outposts looking for signs of life, but all we found was death. Cut off from Krypton, these outposts withered and died long ago. Again, that is the Kryptonian outcome. Like everything <laughs> you do.
1: It's so sad, really.
0: And when we see, we just see a little bit of that. But it doesn't look like they got hungry and starved. Like, the skeleton, we see a skeleton, obviously. But he's got, like, a sword him or something. Like, there's been a war on it every single outpost. What did jor say? say? Just like, we we produced wonders and we went to a thousand different planets. Every single one of them. Yeah. We started a war and killed each other.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is where you need to cut in the music from uh, the Larry David show. <laughs>
0: What are you doing? And then, and again, this is like, we talked about like Zod just being bad at communications. So he's like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. And this like behind Superman, this world engine drops. Now the world engine is actually, this is one thing is like the world engine is actually legit scary. It's a good design. It's a scary idea. Fine. But it lands and it spits fire and it destroys the world. And then Superman drowns, in human skulls it's real unclear what zod is trying to do. like he creates this scenario for superman to see which is deliberately upsetting it looks like there's a nuclear bomb that goes off and then there's like a broken swing set behind him for added pathos like yes we will be killing all of the children and superman says no i can't be a part of this and Zod's line is well what can you be a part of it's like not this I don't, whatever. genocide uh, let's start with genocide i don't want to do that do you know the sketch of are we the baddies yes of like figuring out that nazi ss is not the place to be you have to think that like general zod says like are we the baddies zod is an idiot if he wants to terraform the earth
1: because the one thing he has seen if you stay on earth you will gain god-like powers yeah and if you terraform it you will not have godlike
0: power that didn't occur to me but you're absolutely so why right not
1: take take control of a planet yeah where everyone will do your bidding you can start making little kryptonians and yeah. you no one's going to be able to stop you
0: that's and a very good you point
1: automatically have a labor force to do whatever you want like i i don't i, I don't want to say like i'd be really good at like taking over another planet but i'm better than zod at it <laughs>
0: You're not giving him advice. You're just just saying there is a protocol for this.
1: (laughs) So Zod's plan seems to be level everything on Earth with his Gravity Smasher, which we know ended badly a thousand other planets. (laughs) This is going to be a thousand and one.
0: And we're going to now start making babies out of the pods. Out of the Genesis Chamber. There's a lot of Genesis. It turns out there's a lot of Genesis Chambers.
1: Yeah, like they're trying to spread their seed across the the galaxy or whatever. He doesn't even bother to notice, hey, these aliens look exactly like us. Maybe <laughs> right, no. they are us. Maybe I should like look at their blood or something.
0: Come on, though. We're better than that. Clearly, clearly we are not descended from Kryptonians because we have actually built things that survive. <laughs> we have managed to live on this earth for as long as we have. We're- when we have colonies, some of them make it. So one thing that I think is really funny is I have read two different interviews with Michael Shannon where he says that he isn't playing Zod as a villain. So I have a quote from Total Film Magazine. He says, he's not a villain any more than any other general fighting to protect his people. He doesn't like to just hurt people and steal diamonds. I don't know where the diamonds come in. He's focused on being successful at his job. And I'm like, Zod is the most mustache twirling villain I have ever seen. He could end every single line with, mmm, ha, 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 and it would make no difference to the film at all. He fills the ground with human skulls.
1: Well, I mean, that seems weird anyway. I mean, it feels like that entire scene was designed to make Superman appeal to people who, who thought Superman was a wimp and not like, like they were big corn fans or whatever. <laughs> and were like, until I to see superman doing it. something edgy and so it's like well pile skulls on top of superman <laughs> just what if there's skulls. skulls in a burnt swing <laughs> uh loss of innocence i mean it's an incredibly hokey scene it's so freaking mm-hmm. on the nose when people tell me like oh you don't get the movie you're not getting like he's the architect snyder's like this genius that you're not getting i'm like i get
0: it i get it I get everything <laughs> he's doing He is not we're gonna find that out in a minute with the christ thing <laughs> So Zod is just like the most villainous villain they could possibly be. They come out of that dream sequence. There's, I probably have said like this is the most baffling dialogue in the. But but this what I'm gonna say is the most baffling dialogue. Your father acquitted himself with honor, Cal, and then Superman says you killed him. What? And then Zod says I did. What? And not a day goes by where it doesn't haunt me. But if I had to do it again, I would. And then he sashays away. And they want Superman to tell him things. I know.
1: I, I don't know how they took the word acquitted. Like, I didn't know if David Goyer didn't know what that word
0: meant. Yeah, you killed him. How did you get you killed him from what what he just said? Yeah. It it, it makes no sense. Mm-mm. So at this point, you might be wondering, what is the sit rep? That is the question that we have. Because So then we go to Air Force Command. Where they say, what's a sit rep, major? (laughs) Like DSB ping two bogeys launching from the alien ship. I just like like I like that they do a lot of like Air Force verbiage of like 380 knots and they're entering Kansas. I just I like I like that they say bogey. They say it later on, and I love it then just as much as I love it here. Back to a baffling thing on board the ship. They have said specifically, we would like Lois Lane. We invite Lois Lane. To come and join us in our terrible, evil ship. And they bring her in. And they make Superman go to the holodeck or whatever the hell they do. And then they just shove her in a room. Yeah. Why do they want her? Why did they ask her? And they so they lock her up. She's a
1: hostage. She's there to make sure he doesn't get up to
0: shenanigans. Oh, is that right?
1: Yeah, that's the only reason. Yeah.
0: Okay. Further questions. What is this room? It is... They just close the door. It's just black and tentacly yeah and it looks like all burned but it has a usb port yes for the command key and if you put the command key into that usb port it will take over the ship what is this room what is this room this featureless room that has a usb port in it it's a closet i don't understand what's going on but i do actually then i like the scene that happens because so like he she puts in the command key and Jarell appears. He says, I'm basically I'm here to help you. He says, She says, like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Cal's father. I don't know how she knows who Cal is. But how does he know who Lois is?
1: Uh you know what? I don't have any.
0: There you go. There you go. It makes no sense. And then he says, I designed this ship. And I'm like, wait, you did? You designed this ship? He could do anything. Jarell is so cool. Yeah. He could do anything. I'm like, why didn't you use a ship like this to save everyone in your family? I designed this ship, and then there's this like completely unreal Tex Avery Warner Brothers scene where he like leads her through. It's like droopy, <laughs> um, <laughs> where like you turn a corner and then droopy's there. <laughs> but the you know, but the thing like I actually do love this scene. I think it's a really funny scene. I think it's really cute. He just waves his hand at doors close and he says, turn your head to the left. Like he's just magic, like in charge of the matrix. It's so silly, but it's actually funny. And I actually really like it.
1: Yeah. I have no problem with, I like, I like seeing action Lois, um, you yeah. know, going back to the Flesher cartoons where she picks up a Tommy gun and shoots <laughs> at the bad guys, like, give me that Lois. Yeah. The thing I had a problem with was why does the hologram need to do the, the hand clenchy thing to make doors open and close?
0: because it's cool because we unfortunately we still have a concept of cool and it causes us to make things like that i feel
1: like russell crowe like came with like his ideas and like Here, here's what i want to do when the door is open so people know it's not just like that my brain yeah
0: that i'm that i'm actually doing it yeah he's so cute when he does it it's so so yeah so it's just a thing like this is like basically what we've been doing through in, entire and what we're going to continue to do all the way until the end of Three is we're just saying like so here's a thing that doesn't make any fucking sense and it bothers me. <laughs> this is the one thing where I'm like, this absolutely doesn't make any goddamn sense, but I love it because you did it really well because it's funny, basically because it's funny. You can do almost anything if it's free, if it's actually legit funny. So then there's this conversation where Jarrell gets to talk to Clark again and he tells Clark, we wanted you to learn what it meant to be human so that you could be the bridge between two people like this was a plan. But then he says, punch the wall, and he punches the wall, and it and he makes a hole in the spaceship, which I feel like, from my understanding of space, is not a healthy thing to do for a spaceship. But finally, he just puts his hand through the wall, and now there's just an opening into space. But he says, like, you can save Lois Cal, you can save all of them. It's like, well, not all of them. (laughs) There's a lot. A lot of them die. But then, uh, but then this is someone that knows and then Superman like drifts out and he puts his arms out for absolutely no reason except to do a cross.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's amazing. I can't imagine if I was watching this in the theater and I saw that for the first time.
1: I can tell you I sighed. Yeah. Loudly. It's a rough moment. But yeah, I mean, that's Snyder. I mean, it's it's when people are like, oh, he's the architect. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, his symbolism, his symbolism is not exactly super effing subtle. No. I think we skipped completely over the church sequence, didn't we? We did. The sequence of him talking to the to the pastor about what should i do and there's jesus praying in the garden of gethsemane behind him <laughs> which is like core moment in, in christian uh mythology yeah of jesus deciding what he's going to do with himself <laughs> like i guess if that's like you're like oh my god a literary illusion like <laughs> i've never seen that in a movie before okay i get it if you're like 13 this
0: is my first time with adult narrative
1: yeah, I don't get it when you're like ten years later, still like this movie, this movie rocked so the world yeah. and, and then yeah, changed everything, and y'all don't get it. Like that's the stuff that I'm just like, when you
0: get older, if I that know. stuff's still pranking you, <laughs> right. I I don't I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Although like, actually, now that you say that, I do have a little bit of empathy if you're 12 and you see yeah. that and it impresses you you remember that and actually hold on to it because like the feeling that you have at that moment that this is that you understand superman in a different way because he has just led you by the hand like basically the only uh, the only thing they could have done that was more on the nose is for him just straight up to say like what like i'm jesus yeah (laughs) like they don't do that but they do everything else
1: and It's in a fifty million dollar movie, and Warner Brothers was like high fiving themselves as this was coming. They were shocked when this came out and got bad
0: reviews. Yeah, it's as 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 the editor front tomatoes says. This is a good movie, guys. It's just not that good of a movie. Yeah, Warner Brothers was like, we
1: have made an adult superhero movie that Marvel couldn't imagine making, and it came
0: out, and film critics were like, boo because you're not actually as a you're not as adult as you think you are.
1: Yeah, and it tells you kind of how the Warner Brothers executives were wired as well, right? It's all very baffling to me.
0: He saves Lois, if that helps. He goes and he saves Lois. So like she's she's going in a in an escape pod, which apparently is not intended for escape because she's clearly going to die. Yeah, in the ship that this is the escape from from the ship that Jor El designed badly. Every <laughs> Kryptonian. Even Jarrell fucks up. But yes, she's clearly gonna die. And so then Superman comes and he grabs her and he rips off the thing and he and he pulls her out. And actually, and then it's another nice moment. They kind of spin as they land peacefully on Earth. And there's color in the world. They ease up on the color grading. I noticed this for like a hot second. He's the red and blue suit looks real mm-hmm. nice. And they're surrounded by what is it, corn? I don't know. And it's really bright green and it's beautiful. And they and they look into each other's eyes. So, like a thing that I've seen on the internet is that people say Zack Snyder does not use color, which he doesn't. And then like people who like Snyder will post a single screenshot and they'll be like, How about that? There's color there. And that is actually like that's what happens in this scene. It's like for this specific 30-second scene, you can point to that and be like, You see? nice colors because it's like lois and clark in this moment where they're together and it's okay for it not to be masculine for five seconds so it is not true to say that Zack snyder does not use like technically it is not true but he sees it as a special treat that can only be given out in very small quantities and does not apply to like metropolis but it is a nice moment and then the movie just becomes completely terrible and so we're gonna see that this is the end of act two of man of steel we're gonna take a break i will be releasing act three later on this week and here's what's coming up this is where they lose me as an active participant trying to understand the stupid movie he wanted his son to have sex with as many women as possible <laughs> i agree <laughs> This is my message to the people of Smallville. Rudy 2D Fresh and Fruity is not worth risking your life and the lives of those you love. This movie says at the climactic battle, we're going to
1: take Superman, put him on the other side of the planet and have him fight a washing
0: machine. We're like, shut this guy up. I don't care how you do it. Just snap his fucking neck. And they do. Best scene in the movie. So stay tuned for that. Ryan, thank you very much. You betcha. All right. I'll see you in Act 3 on the Superheroes Everyday Podcast.